home of great music, Mansfield 103.2. I'm Tony Delahunty and this is Legal Eagles. It's our fortnightly legal advice programme, teaming up with some of the best legal brains from across the region. In the hot seat tonight is Rob Sidafin from Hopkins Solicitors as we talk about a very hot topic at the moment, GDPR, the new law designed to stop those cold calls and protect your data and a lot more. Rob, lovely to see you. Hi, Tony. You must be pretty busy at the moment. I Studying am. again, I would have thought. From Having to learn a new set of regulations. Yep, yeah, that's right. First time since your finals, I would have thought. Many, <laughs> how many years ago were they? Uh, <clears throat> 25. Yeah. Uh, but this is something that is new, and it, it, it very definitely is new, isn't it? It's taking uh, things to a different end. It is new, but it's, uh, but its history actually is in 1998, when wow. we had a Data Protection Act. Yeah. And can you remember where you were, Tony, in 1998? Just born? Uh, no, sadly, I wish I had only just been born in 1990. I have to look a lot further back than that, dear boy, but never mind. Got a question for you, Tony. Who won the World Cup in 1998? Don't know. Go on. Next one. France. Yeah, why is this all down in front of me here? And I should have Because been you should have looked, shouldn't you? Yeah. Uh, when was the Euro created, I don't Tony? Know, uh, 1998. And who was number one? Uh, uh, this <laughs> lot here. Is, uh, that, is that girl with a po face and her yeah, mates? Yeah, she was a po face. Yeah, one of her mates her. is now married to a Formula One. That's uh, oh, the item. I don't think I'm married. Yeah. What you know, about? The ginger one. She's she's married. She's or is it baby spice? It's, it? it's the Spice Girl. So yeah. 1998, when the Spice Girls were at number number one in the charts, yeah, okay. the Data Protection Act was passed yeah, yeah. when people had tandy computers, phones with wires coming out of the end of it. And Monica Apple, and Bill Clinton were having a little bit, a bit of, of a... Um, How's your father in I, the, I, with, a, with a cigar? I went. Uh, you have to cut that bit, I think. No, 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 no. It was in the thing. I. Uh, this is a great program. We might be able to avoid GDPR for the entire program. That'd be really fun. <laughs> <laughs> but what you're saying is it's it, it's moved on it, since that act in 1998. The world's changed, Tony. Yeah, let me tell you. Did you know that years ago? Here's a fact. I know you like sports a little bit. Notts County Football Club at Meadow Lane. A reporter for I don't think it was called the Nottingham Evening Post then. I don't know what it was called. At the, at the end of a match, and they're one of the oldest football clubs in the world, the, the match report would be done. It would be stuck on a carrier pigeon's leg. <laughs> I, I kid you not, this is not a lie. And it would flow off to the evening post building and it would go in there. What about that? Amazing. So how much communications has moved on? And GDPR is very much about communications, isn't it? It's not so much about communications. It's about the information which we all give to people every single day now whereas in 1998 things were very different there was a lot of data being passed around between parties it's now got to an epic proportion so if you think about it in your daily life you go along to Tesco's to buy your gin to take home to Mrs Delahunte to make her feel feel better about being married to you 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 use your club card which will tell someone that you've bought gin and your name is Tony Delahunte and it will link you with your bank account your iPhone in your pocket will be recording the fact that you're in Tesco's because there's a uh, location tracker on it. Um, you might go home and buy something on Amazon. Someone knows exactly what you've bought. They know what your bank details are because it'll be because they, that's what they need to do their transaction. Uh, you might sit down in the evening and uh, decide to do your insurance renewal. 
what do you do? You go and look at a meerkat thing and you uh, will do an online uh, profile in relation to you. So just in the course of one evening, you have given a load of different people a load of different information. And uh, that somebody has decided at some stage is wrong, wrong, wrong and needs not, to be not hauled it, in. Not that it's wrong, 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 because that's, that's the environment we live in today. But... Back in 1998, when they did the Data Protection Act, they had no idea that we would behave, be behaving like this. The world has moved on. GDPR, the General Data Protection Regulations, has revolutionised. It hasn't revolutionised. It's updated what's going on. And that's why people are seeing all this, all, all this talk, all this discussion, all this stuff dropping through their letterboxes and into their inboxes. I'm getting all sorts of emails at the moment coming, do you still want to get data from us, that sort of thing? I believe in employment law, it's going to be massive in what details you keep and all that sort Absolutely. of thing. Absolutely. And how you should update them on current members of staff. Yeah, and absolutely. their rights to ask, hey, what have you got on me? They can say, what have you got on well, me? Yeah. I've got loads on you, Tony. Yeah, I'm sure you, you have. You, yeah. don't, you don't want to know what I've got on you. It's, all, it's all lies. It is. <laughs> get, get, get your denial, you're, in, get you're your denial liar. in early. Yeah, yeah. 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 No, seriously, it's, people can ask. Yeah, what, absolutely. And, one of, and to be fair, under the old Data Protection Act, you, could, you can ask, but the whole thing has been, the focus has been rejigged in favour of the the, the, the consumer, the, what we call the data subject, the person whose data has been given, and they have, and they've got a whole load of rights, which we can talk about in a minute because that's quite interesting. But before that, the people who process your data have got a whole load of new obligations which they need to comply with, and that's why they're all spamming you with emails asking you as to uh, whether or not you they want to continue to communicate. Sorry, whether you want to communicate with them, you know, in the future, etc., etc. And that's why uh, employers are now having to look at the data which they will hold in relation to their individual employees, all of which is quite personal and, you know, quite, in some circumstances quite sensitive. In, in the past, before the GDPR Act, I noticed there was something like, I, I, I read it somewhere, about 19,000 different claims or observations that the information officer uh, and the board of the people that look at that looked at, and they only actually find about 44 people. Yeah, that's, that's, that's going to change, isn't it? Uh, it might change. Um, I think probably it's not going to change massively very quickly. 45? Uh, but <laughs> 45, yeah. But the, 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 I've, I've seen statistics along those lines as well. The, people, the only people who, are, who have been fined in the past are the people who have absolutely abused data protection on a serial industrial scale. Now, the information commissioner... Uh, who is the lady who oversees all of this, um, or the Information Commissioner's office, more practically, has been given significant powers to, whereby they can fine people up to a percentage of their turnover and they can fine up to, I think it's £400,000 or something like that. So there are significant teeth behind this. But what the Commissioner has said, and she's been very clear about this, is that um, GDPR is a evolution, not a revolution, and she's going to slide it in gracefully and slowly and easily because she recognises that these are fairly significant changes for an awful lot of people. So, so I'm going to ask you how soon, I mean the Act's now in, I'm going to ask you how soon people start to fear about it and what they should do about it now or what they should have already done about it and whether if they haven't, they could be in trouble. That after these. 
Legal Eagles on Mansfield 103.2 with Hopkins Solicitors. See us online at hopkins-solicitors.co.uk or call 468 468. Rob Sinderman, a man of many questions if you're here to start this programme. If you didn't hear to start this programme, on Hopkins' website and on our website, this remains for months and you'll be able to, to hear more about it. Rob, we've been talking about GDPR. Well, put the words to it again. General Data Protection Regulations. Yeah, How exciting that. is that? Tick mm-hmm. box for that. Mm-hmm. You, you, you've got that. You've been pondering all your way through this. Is it a minefield? Uh, yeah, it is. Uh, it's not It's not easy um, because there has been quite a lot of uh, changing in the emphasis as to how people do things. It's been a minefield for the um, for the people who process data, um, and there are an awful lot of people process data, but probably often without even realising it, and a lot of people have had to do a lot of thinking and a lot of work behind the scenes. But for the ordinary person in the street, it's an absolute great thing to happen. Yeah. What about the marketing side of it, business to business side of it, first of all? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm biased here. I'm, I'm part of a commercial radio yeah. station. Can we send out marketing literature? To, to businesses, you yeah. can. So the data, the, um, the data protection regulations uh, apply to individuals. So, um, or to use a technical term. What about to individuals at a business, can I say? Uh, you can. It doesn't make any changes. So B2B, business to business communications aren't affected by GDPR. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, but the, where people will get into difficulties is where they are processing individuals' personal data within a business context and they don't make that distinction properly. Yeah. What if I'm, I'm driving down the road and I'm thinking to myself, well, they're not there anymore. Now, are they, uh, one of these companies like Kodak, when they were up the road there, say, and I'm thinking to myself, I'd like to give them the opportunity of advertising on the most magnificent radio station, commercial advantage of Mansfield 103.2. I think to myself, I need to get hold of the marketing director. Yep, that's fine. So, you can do yeah, so. Well, all right, so I Google up the marketing director, I get his information, etc. I put it on the filing, I put it with a list of people that I'm going to contact next week. No problem. Is that what yeah, you're saying? Th- no problem in some circumstances. So, there better, is a danger, be- better example, you met the marketing director at Kodak at, uh, a at, at a golf course, and she was very impressed by you, as we all are, Tony. Yeah, I'm a great finder of balls. Yes, yes, so I've heard. And she slipped you her phone number. Uh, her personal phone number. You then took it into she work. Excited, was she was yeah. yeah. <laughs> looking for your balls, and um, she, she 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 gave it to you. You bought it. You bought that phone number into work, and you used her personal phone number to contact her to try and get get the inside track on getting them on to to advertise on the radio. You would be processing her personal data, wow. and therefore one hundred and three would be in breach of the data uh, regulations. I'm a process. There's, there's words that come into this. Are you, You've just got one there. I've been reading a little little bit about this. Data processor, data controller. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, have you got a data controller at Hopkins Solicitors? We do have a data controller. It no, it's not me. <laughs> well, you're the only one who knows about it. <laughs> exactly, exactly, because I know about it. There's no chance I'm going to be able to become the data controller. It's, 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 it's an onerous job, yeah. The data, the, so what's it, the job of the data controller? The, 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 the data controller actually is the organisation which processes it. So the, our data controller is Hopkins. Your data controller is 103. 
but the individual can and should appoint sorry the company should appoint someone who's who's got that responsibility to make sure that the organization remains in charge what about small three-man band four-man yeah, band uh, they, you wouldn't need to formally Have, appoint someone it would be but, assumed that but there needs to be someone who takes responsibility for it and that's the point um, and m- what you'll find is that um, organizations are issuing uh, notices in relation to data protection and that will have on it the details as to who they should contact if they've got a problem or they've got a complaint. We have payroll people. They're not data controllers. They'll be data processors. Well, yep, that's a a great example as well. So most employers will obviously employ people and they will have their data on their systems, name and addresses, phone numbers and all that sort of stuff, which you'd expect, national insurance number, you know, bank details. Mm -hmm. But they will outsource that information to a third party in order to do a vital function such as processing the payroll or what if they've got all the information so they they have to they have to demonstrate to the data controller the the hopkins or the 103 that they have got suitable security measures in place to make sure that data is secure but more importantly they have to give in writing uh, confirmation of their obligations to keep that data secure and most importantly to only use that data for the purpose for which it was given and that is one of the underlying principles of GDPR which is that data can only and should only be used for the purpose which it's been given and that the person understands that 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 is what that data will be used for wonderful crossover there and the crossover I'm thinking of is is, is, is the human resources side of things now employment law mm-hmm. when uh, somebody comes for instance for an interview for a job yep whether they get the job or not uh, that's not down to GDPR but here's the details how old are you what do you do what you're interested in etc yeah, yeah, yeah. etc and or, uh, uh, your date of birth you know what what, what qualifications you've got I've got them all written down there and uh, whether they get the job or not, how, how am I entitled to keep that? Well, that, that's a nice example, actually, because that's where you've come into possession of someone's personal data. The person who's giving you that information is giving you that information for a purpose, the purpose of applying for the job. Yeah, not which, really. I said I don't get it. Yeah, that's fine. You're, you're, you're processing, you're using that data lawfully, but as soon as that purpose is finished, you should destroy it. So one of the principles behind GDPR is about deleting and uh, 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 data and only keeping it for as long as is necessary for um, its intended purpose. Is there a legal defence for keeping it if, for instance, you we haven't yet confirmed... Uh, we, we've confirmed that somebody's got the job, but they haven't confirmed back to us, yes, so we're definitely. keeping the others on file. And I, I, if I can... But in, right, just to illustrate that, our policy at Hopkins is that if someone applies for a job, we will keep their CV on file for 12 months because quite often we will go back to people and say, you, you know, you yeah. applied for this job six months ago. You didn't get it, unfortunately, but we thought you were a great candidate. Are you still interested? Um, the difference, though, the importance is that we have a little policy on our website which says this is what we will do. And if you don't want to, if you don't want us to keep it, let us, we'll know. Do, let us know. We'll destroy it. So if, if anyone makes a request, other than that, I presume a, a current employee, and they want it removed, and they ask it to be removed, you have to remove it. Yep, yeah, we can talk about that in a bit, about what people's rights are. And that's exactly what we'll do in a bit. Legal Eagles on Mansfield 103.2 with Hopkins Solicitors. See us online at hopkins-solicitors.co.uk or call 468 
468. With me, Rob Sidovin, who probably knows as much, if not more, than anybody else does about GDPR. Wake up. Uh, and the words again for GDPR, come on. General Data Protection Regulations. Is this, are you falling asleep because you've done so much studying over this recently? I'm falling asleep, Tony, because it's late no. in the evening. <laughs> OK, fine. Well, it's been a hard day for them, I'm sure. Uh, what sort of... Uh, ways are there of protecting oneself in these situations? Yeah, sure. The great thing about GDPR is that it's designed to protect the individual and they have got a whole host of rights. Some of them they had before but it's beefed it up. So most importantly, you've got an absolute right to be told when someone's going to be using your data and what they're going to use it for and they have to be absolutely explicitly clear as to what they are going to do. None of this hiding behind tick this box or don't tick this box. Um, They have to say, we're going to use your data for these purposes and those purposes only. Hang on. Let's suppose that I've got, uh, or you have, or any firm has, uh, an inquiry by the police. They come knocking on the door and they say they want information about an employee. Do you have to give it them just like that? Or, or are you in trouble if you do give it them? Well, a rock and a hard place. Uh, it is a difficult one because actually there are some exemptions in the GDPR in, re- in relation to ensuring that you are com- you're allowed to use data if it's in accordance with a legitimate uh, reason or for a lawful. Uh, for a lawful reason, so it'd probably come under that. Solicitors protected? Solicitors protected? Uh, solicitors are absolutely protected. Because oh, you would be, wouldn't you? Of course. Not, not us, but clients. In our clients are, are protected even greater than on the GDPR because of our duties of confidentiality. So that's a bit of a non-point because we're special. A bit Account- like, a bit like, a bit like doctors. Accountants. accountants do have professional duties of confidentiality, not as strong as ours, I would say, but you know, most of the professions are governed by those sort of things, like your doctor, for example. Please? Uh, mm, maybe yeah. let's move on. Yeah, yeah. okay, fine. Uh, is that on the next page of your studies? Don't cry. You're not anyway. I know that. Not enough money, so I would think, for you lot. Thanks, Tony. Posh firm solicitors. Very good firm solicitors. If you've got GDPR problem... You're the man. Speak to Tony. No, no, you're the man. Is this right? Uh, We can help. We can. What about privacy policies, things like that? Should you be setting up new ones? Should you have already set them up? Well, people should set up a privacy policy. Privacy or privacy? Tomato, tomato. Who knows? But um, this is all about informing people as to what their data is going to be used for. So the whole point about um, these policies, which are being promoted on people's websites is so that people know firstly what the data is going to be used for and why and then what to do if they've got a problem with it and um, if they've got a problem with it who they need to contact so if you did have an issue and you weren't sure as to uh, what information someone had got on you you've got an absolute right to ask them to produce all of the information which they've got on you it's called a data um, a subject data request um, and that has to be provided to them uh, within a period of time you don't have to pay any money uh, to require them to do that it's a big big powerful right which you have now got this um, is going to affect people like that. Uh, I get phone calls every so often saying, we believe you've had an accident and that you weren't at fault in the accident. Um, we can get you a claim. When they, if, if you did go through them, 
and they've got your information, those sort well, of companies are going to have to be very careful, the, aren't they? The, the, those sort of companies are exactly where GDPR are directed at. Because you know, the question arises, where on earth did they get your telephone number from? Where on earth did they learn that you'd, got a, you'd been involved in an accident? Well, you never have been. Well, they're, they're just trawling. But, but that is such a great example, isn't it, of where data has been obtained, probably... In, from, 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 from a source where you've got no idea where it's come from in circumstances where it is wholly inaccurate. People used to be able to sell their lists of prospective clients. And they absolutely can't do that anymore. And this is, and this is one of the big changes. They done that a week or two ago, but they can't now. Have you... I'm sure you follow the news. Um, you will have heard about the uh, Cambridge uh, analysts. News editors usually do, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was just pulling your leg, yeah, I know, because I, I know, thought I all you did all day <laughs> was sit here and play music. But, yeah, um, yeah, I don't, I'm not yeah. sure which member of Hopkins is actually the one who deals with defamation, but never yeah, mind, we'll no, leave no, it no, that. No. Uh, sadly, it's me. Um, <laughs> right, but had you, I was thinking your listeners will have heard about the Cambridge Analytica thing with um, Facebook. Yeah, so what's so what's been going on there? This that's a great example. Facebook have gathered huge amounts of information from people's profiles, which they've put on Facebook for what purpose? Why have they put it on there to communicate with their mates and their families and friends in relation to what they've been up to? That information has been harvested, analysed, and then sold on in the Cambridge Analytica case to allegedly. Um, President Trump's campaign team in order to facilitate uh, Trump winning the presidential election. How did that happen? God knows. But that's that's underlines the problem of data abuse. You go onto Facebook to share with me a picture of your holiday, not to have that used as a as a way of facilitating um, Donald Trump being elected president of the U.S. And that's what all of this stuff is designed to help protect that's the big that's the big picture stuff but you know here in mansfield how does it affect us it affects us because we've got these wretched telephone calls from people saying you've had an accident in the last three years do you want to make a claim when firstly where have you got my number from sir and secondly i haven't had an accident will you please sod off and leave me alone now under the new regime they should not be doing that and if they are doing that, hopefully what will happen is that people will report them to the ICO who will then start to apply those powers which we talked about before, the power to fine and all the rest of it, uh, to stop this sort of thing happening. And we can talk later about the sort of things which people can do in order to protect themselves. Do you think there'll be a swarms of people making claims and that sort of thing? don't know. I, Who's uh, going to police it? I know you've got this yeah, I, 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 ICO, ICO, ICO. ICO Are they going to police it? Are they going to give them lots well, of money, lots of well, people to police it for them? Yeah. Uh, like, the, like the Crown Prosecution Service exactly, have lots of lawyers? Exactly. No. So the, the answer is, is, is no. And that's why the, the Information Commissioner, the lady who has... Who, who oversees all of this is saying it's a it's an evolution not a revolution and it will be a gradual change but there will undoubtedly be a change in what's going on in society and you know we're evolving and that's what's happening here's a bit of evolving information for you that fellow over there our producer is waving his finger round and round he's trying to communicate with us not by any form of he's saying it's time to play a record Legal Eagles on Mansfield 103.2 with Hopkins Solicitors. See us online at hopkins-solicitors.co.uk or call 468 
468. We're talking about GDPR. Now, if you don't know what that means, he does. What is it? General Data Protection Regulations. And his name is Rob Sidovan, and um, he loves being on radio because we haven't seen him. We haven't seen you for a while. That's because you've been studying GDPR yeah, for the last Not. two years. Totally. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. How, how long have you been looking ahead to this? Uh, probably 18 months, actually, because it's been trailed for quite a long time. Um, but as as ever, we've all been running around like complete headless chickens for the last two, three, four weeks. And, uh, you know, clients are going, oh, heard about this GDPR thing. Should I be doing something? Uh, yes, you should. Um, anyway. Have you got any templates done already, like G- GDPR privacy policy? There, or are, like that? There, there, are, there are templates which you can get. And actually, to be fair, if people are concerned about it, what I'd recommend they do is go to the ICO website, um, which is ico.org.uk, and it's actually pretty helpful. It's got a load of template information on there, and it explains it in much more detail um, than obviously we're able to do today. Um, but, you know, I think probably the the key point I think your listeners might be interested in is to know what rights which have they got under GDPR? How does it affect them? And most importantly, it gives them the right to, to challenge uh, people who, who hold um, information about them, which is incorrect. Um, oh, incorrect? Uh, yes, indeed, incorrect. Or they can ask, so you, they're entitled to ask for incorrect information to be rectified. So first of all, they've got the right to ask, what information have you got? You have a look at it, it's wrong, change it. Or you can ask for it all to be deleted. You have a right to be forgotten. Let's say that you've got something that happened with an employee. Yes. Who uh, is eventually dismissed in the normal yep. way, yep. and there's nothing wrong with the dismissal. The yep. Appeals have failed, all that sort of thing. They're dismissed and they've gone. How long are you allowed to keep that information for? Uh, you'd be allowed... Well, you would keep it for as long as is reasonable, big word there, reasonable, in order to protect your legitimate interests, which is perhaps to defend a claim in the employment tribunal. Or to make a fair reference. Or, or, to, or to give a fair reference or whatever. So most people will have policies which um, will set out how long they keep that sort of information for. But in reality, what happens is that in the olden days people would just keep it indefinitely and it would just yeah, yeah, just, it would just be in the old days of paper yeah, cluttering up the corner but yeah. but now this is where the change of emphasis is people should have should have a process for deleting that information after a reasonable period of time Hmm. Um, similarly, you know, maybe you've got a database in relation to your the people who advertise on your radio station. Hmm. Um, it's obvious you're going to keep that for a period of time to recontact them. But after six years, ten years, do you yeah. need that information? No, you probably don't. But if you were to be asked to delete it by uh, somebody who had been dismissed from your company... You wouldn't do that in those circumstances. You would be allowed be, to keep because it. Because you would say... You'd that, have a legitimate that, interest in exactly, keeping it. Exactly, and that our rights, or the employer's rights to keep it, outweigh the rights of the data subject, the individual, to have their information deleted. But if you think that a claim in the employment tribunal has to be brought within three months, arguably, after six, seven months... Uh, that information should be deleted because there's no reasonable purpose for keeping it. Right. Certainly not two years later. I used a word there that I think you muttered earlier, legitimate interest. There are other defences if somebody's got got it wrong, haven't they? Yeah, yeah there's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a number of uh, reasons why you are entitled to... Contract, your contract. Yeah, if, 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 you, if 
you've got a, a contract with someone, say a contract of employment, you need to have that data in order to, to, to do it. Um, you might uh, have a, an entitlement to do it because they've given, your, given you their consent for you to have it. Or there may be a, a, a legitimate interest in saying, I want to communicate with um, a client who maybe, for example, has made a will. And after five or six years, we may say, actually, people should legitimately consider whether their will should be updated. That, though, is an interesting one because it's different from us saying someone's made a will. We're just going to spam them saying, are you moving house? You know, can we help right. you? Yeah. Because that's not why they came to us. They came to us to make a will, not to... Uh, not this is this business. It's got to be the reason. So, for instance, if somebody comes in to me for an employment issue um, to get a job, I, I, I can get that information regarding them. Uh, applying for the job but I haven't got a right great example absolutely cracking example so you could recontact them about oh that position has now come vacant again are you still interested that's that's understandable but do you want to buy some radio advertising or would you like to go on holiday with me or whatever Um, not legitimate Except in your case, Tony, where everyone would want to go on holiday with you. Yeah, I'm sure that's not true, but it's very kind of you to say that. Um, where do you expect to be the most busy then, with, with people wanting to find out their rights of how they can find out information, or by companies saying, make us watertight? Uh, from our perspective about companies saying make us watertight, I, I think probably not much is going to happen uh, in, the sh- in the short term, but long term I think there's going to be a change in the way in the the way people see things yeah rob we always make a note of everyone who comes in and sees us here so i want your full name your personal telephone number and my uh, my inside leg measurement yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah. and and, and at the bottom of our legitimate interest is because we like you (laughs) (laughs) not good enough can't keep it no no. i can't keep it no Uh, our legitimate interest is to have you in again to do another radio program exactly right yeah, and that would be all right. It would be right. I can keep that, yeah, but not exactly. for the other. Yeah. But then if we stopped being a radio station and became a fish and chip shop, I couldn't keep you, it. You most certainly couldn't, even though I'd love to buy your fish and chips. Rob said, well, I'll keep your private number on my phone all the time to ring you whenever we have the opportunity of seeing you. Thank you so much for coming in to Manson. Thank you so much for having us on. Uh, he doesn't really mean that, but never mind. We'll put that as an illegitimate interest. Uh, our producer, whose documents, name, address, telephone number, and everything else we have on our files at the moment, uh, with uh, th- th- this program uh, is Craig Priest. Uh, my name is Tony Dalahunty. My legitimate interest is um, listening to Rob Sidderfin today, and I found it very, very interesting. It's a strange and developing world, isn't it? Good night. Legal Eagles on Mansfield 103.2 with Hopkins Solicitors. See us online at hopkins-solicitors.co.uk or call 468 468.